Just a note that today's episode may sound a little different because it was recorded remotely. Read to me from your favorite book and I'll listen anxiously. Hi! Hi everybody, uh, this is Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read the podcast that we talk about books. Yeah, but today we have a little special surprise for everybody, for our listeners. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we we have a special guest with us today, producer extraordinaire and our closest friends, uh, Chris Turo. Hi, Welcome, everybody. Chris. <laughs> Hi, ding. producer Chris here. You need to make sure you put a ding before you say Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, which I unabashedly stole from other podcast producers. So if Kirk Hamilton ever happens to listen to this, Kirk, I'm very sorry. I stole like your whole bit. And producing it's all good. Style. <laughs> and producing I'm sure, style. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he won't mind too much. Um, hopefully, like, what is it? That, what is it they say that like, uh, what's the best form of flattery? Like mimicry, mimicry or whatever yeah, is the best. Mimicry. Yeah. And he's Most sincerest form of flattery or whatever. Yeah. He's a big music guy too. So like the history of music is just stealing from the artist 30 years before you. So I'm sure he'd be fine Sweet. with it. All right, cool. Yeah. So, um, so why are we doing this? So <laughs> what we're doing today is um, Chris came to me and Katie at one point and said that he wanted to uh, basically expand our horizons on our book, our book reading. And he hates the shit we read. He d- <laughs> <laughs> He's not super big on our genres of books. But, oh. <laughs> um, so Chris, why don't you uh, just tell us what, what you're going to do basically? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as I edit your podcast, you know, in your first episode, you guys both were very clear about the sort of books that you do and do not mm-hmm. like. And it just so happened that they were basically the exact opposite of what I like to read. <laughs> um, so, you know, you guys don't really like the nonfiction, don't really like history, don't really care for, you know, what you call literature, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. But that unfortunately just happens to be the stuff that I really like to, to read. Um, so when we're like talking about the show and stuff. I just would make comments just like, hey, I know you guys love what you're doing, but like maybe every once in a while we could throw in something a little different than the standard, you know, mysteries, thrillers, and as you guys call it, chick lit. I'm not saying that right. you are. Um, <laughs> so just, yeah, like you said, just to diversify the offerings a little bit, you know, um, yeah. not that it's an issue whatsoever, but I was at the point, I was like, do I want to like start my own podcast and like release it on this thing? And I said, why don't we just give a no, shot at something a little we- different? Wanna, we definitely welcome your opinion with, obviously, because we know you're a smart, well-read person. And just because we like reading something in particular doesn't mean that we're not open to reading other things. And I don't know about you, Katie, but I do like not just thriller books, but I do like books that are considered literature. And like, you know, I don't, maybe not the classic literature is not really what I enjoy, but certain thing I don't really know like off the top of my head what a good example of what I'm talking about would be but there it is <laughs> I, I can appreciate that I I do like classic literature but I feel like every time it's ever been presented to me it's always been as like an assignment right like, fuck assignments yes like, I just don't then it turns me off no matter what the book is and but anytime I actually have read stuff well I like Raisin in the Sun I like yeah, yeah, To yeah. Kill a Mockingbird like they're good stories right I just don't 
gravitate towards them and well, like, as far as judging a book by its cover but it's not the covers that grab me so. yeah i agree Agreed. Yeah. alongside with a raisin in the sun you'd also get assigned something like a separate piece which i don't know if you guys read oh i love school. a separate piece oh I read really because i was going to use that as an example of like a really boring book that is your fold is important that. and like yeah. maybe if i re- maybe if i read it you know, nowadays I would think about it much differently, but I just remember reading that in like AP English, just being like, God, this is so boring. It's just like, too but that, but that's to Katie's point as getting it as an assignment. It's not as fun as just picking it up and reading mm-hmm. it on your own. You know, um, I just, I, I definitely remember reading a separate piece in an AP English class and, I was, I was always the fucking asshole who was like, oh, I'm re- I'm rereading it or I'm reading ahead from everybody else. Oh, this, <laughs> you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of person. So I remember like getting, picking up a separate piece and like flying through that shit. So oh, I, I don't even know what it is. It's okay. It's been freaking like 20 something years since I've read this book, but mm-hmm. it's basically these kids are at boarding school. Right. And, yeah, like, and I think it's, it's just like kind of basically a coming of age tale of sorts between like two kids who are like friends and then they grow right. a little bit, grow apart. That's yep. really all I remember. One of the kids' name was Phineas, which I think was the yes. first time I'd ever heard that name. Yes. Um, which I thought was very cool. This is before Ferb. I don't know what Ferb was doing at the time. <laughs> Dylan, I don't Was that a different school? He was yeah. in Brit- he was in Great Britain. Just That's right. Out. He went, to, yeah, he he was going to Eton, not you know, uh DeMatha or one of these other prep schools around here yeah yeah um so I did say I wanted to keep this episode real quick we're gonna plan this being a short little episode I think right you guys may be about to embark on a big recording yourself um we certainly are wait before you, you do are. a big reveal oh no I'm, no, I'm not there favorite, yet I want to know what your favorite book is <laughs> holding up my ipad that was just what I was going to get to that's just a white screen for you guys okay <laughs> I got, my, my favorite books are in no real particular order. I'm not really going to give you the explanation. We're just going to run through them. Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, another mm-hmm. classic of the literature genre. Um, yep. His Dark Materials trilogy, as you guys have previously yes. talked about. Um, Sarah, I believe I told you to read those, but just an incredible, you did. Just an incredible trilogy. And I haven't read it's Secret Commonwealth yet. It's been in my Kindle library for like two years. Very good. At some point. Mm-hmm. Um, the Three Body Problem trilogy which is I just put that on my to be read list. I just oh, put really? that on my to be read oh, list. Oh, well good. Today. Let me know yes. let me know when you start digging into that because that okay. is that's pretty a uh, very wild series. You know, I just I love a book that has a grand scope and nothing says grand scope than like having a scale of your series of like over a million plus gears, which is very interesting. A little teaser yeah. for you as you start to read it. Um, okay. I did like the no, Song of Ice and a million years like it goes with it like a very long period oh, of time is what oh, he said that yes, like, the, like the scale I, I of the years scope. and i i thought like, yeah cogs and gears <laughs> right yeah i i did i love gears of war novelizations yes um, <laughs> um i've got let's see uh, i've got a storm of swords on here which is book three from a song of ice and fire um that's I, one of my favorites yeah it, that one is just i think the high mark of that series so far absolutely I, yeah i am of the belief that he will never release anything again Same. in the series that's I unfortunate but true <laughs> written at all after 10 years but that's yeah you know that's an issue for him well um, Sam, we know that he has we had he has chapters written he just doesn't have a full book written <laughs> right but he, he probably wrote those chapters like while he was doing dance with dragons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're not here to talk about george R. R. Martin. he gets no, far publicity 
Um, let's see. On the nonfiction side, there's a book Gulp I read recently, which is all about your alimentary canal, like from your mouth through your butthole, and like all the stuff, and like all the stuff around. That's it. interesting. Uh, yeah, I would use the technical term, but I think butthole, butthole somehow sounds nicer. Sure. Um, <laughs> Other than sphincter with, or whatever. Yeah, anus, you know. Yeah. We try not to use those words too often, um, but that one was really interesting. <laughs> Um, I, I, I recently read the 70s sci-fi staple Roadside Picnic by the Stugartsky brothers, which um, was one of those like big books that I had never gotten around to. And my friend Austin happened to have it and he gave it to me. That one was really enjoyable. I loved that a lot. And then I would say probably my final favorite book would be The Talisman by Stephen King and Peter Straub, which gotcha. was like in his like mid 80s, like golden period. He wrote this and it's, it could be like a book for kids, honestly. It like isn't too adult. It's about like a kid who travels from like one end to the other and dips into this yeah. parallel universe every once in a while. It was like a really good book. And I very rarely reread books, but I reread that one a few times when I was like a teenager. Well, that's awesome. That's I know that you, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. You, I remember in college, you got me to read um, It by Stephen King. And um, I remember saying to you that this book is like 500 pages too long. Like this doesn't need to be this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, that that's the big issue or big criticism you can give with Stephen King is that he doesn't oh, really know when to stop. No, he doesn't every really know book how to end. He doesn't really long. know how to end many of his books either, right? Like yeah. if you know the story of the stand, like the end of it is just a complete Deus Ex Machina that like barely makes any sense. And it's just like he totally just ran out of gas and was at like fifteen hundred pages and just like I'm done. Like I just I got yeah. nothing else to say about this. He had to sit. And yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, just that a stand. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so those are great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely Thank going you. to look into some of them for sure. And like I said, I just put the three body. I heard the three body problem from somebody else literally like yesterday or two days ago. New-ish. It's kind of, well, no, it's a trilogy. So about like, 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. So I mean, newish compared to like a lot of the other yeah. things or whatever, but um. It's five. Is he? I'm sorry. He's an Asian, Asian, Asian American, Chinese. Chinese? Okay. Chinese. It's the whole thing. The whole entire series is very Chinese. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So like. Based. Okay, that makes more sense. (laughs) Jesus, can you hear anything, Katie? (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that no, that's right. That that series rose to prominence because the second book was on like Obama's like one of his favorites mm. while he was still a mm-hmm. president, the dark forest. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. one of those things that just really raised its profile, but that, I mean, that one, I'll be very interested to see what you think about it because that is what I would absolutely consider to be hard sci-fi as in, it's not like star Wars, like, Oh, we're going on like a fun adventure and stuff. Like this is yeah. very much based in like worldly physics. It definitely. So maybe I'll hate sci-fi. it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't. It definitely is like a sci-fi story. Like right from the get-go, you are introduced <laughs> to plenty of stuff that would otherwise never happen. But I would be yeah. very, I would be very interested to talk to you as you're reading, especially the first book. Okay. Um, All right. It, I... was, it was something where I started to read it, and it just really like grabbed a hold of me, and then I like read the next two like right back to back, which pretty is quickly. Not yeah. Something I usually do. So I probably polished off the whole series in about a month and a half. So right. like, I, I really, really love those books, even to the point I thought about rereading them on my own, like recently. But to me, there's just too many things to read out there. Same. Uh, yeah. That's why I don't reread very often because <clears throat> unless I have to for podcast work yeah. or something else, yeah. it's just there's too much stuff out there to read yeah. and I don't want to miss any of it. So yeah. 
that being said, Sim, so do you want to throw us your surprise or what? Yeah. So I don't know if we talked about this up top, but you know, I kind of, I've been very cagey about what book I was going to choose. Mm-hmm. I have a pool of them that I have chosen with various criteria, uh, which I have the criteria right here, but basically is that they don't suck. Um, they are short, that's a like good one. under 250, 250 pages, something that's considered a classic or widely respected, something like the three body problem. Although I would never assign that to you guys, because also the part <laughs> of this is to give you a, like a little bit of a break from your regular right. scheduled programming. So I am very curious to know you, Katie, you had said before we started that you have some guesses. I'm just very curious to see what you think I chose for you. So, uh, literally while we were eating, before we started this, we Googled and by we, I mean, I Googled 192 page books, which, um, gives me a whole slew of, man, I never should have said that to, um, purchase that are approximately 192 pages in length mm-hmm. yeah. like journaling purposes. Sure. Um, and then when you put in literature or, or no, I put in, uh, best books under 200 pages and then you get a whole bunch of kids books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I put in literature books. No, I think I had nonfiction first, and then that was a really terrible way to go. And so then we went with uh, literature, and then I finally started getting some of the ones that m- could potentially be it. Sarah's first guess immediately was Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's um, 250 pages, so that one was out. Because um, I had I brought remember. that up as a prior example. Of yes, one that I may yes, have you had not, correct. Not a bad idea. Yeah, so I don't even remember what some of the ones I just Outsiders, I think, was one of them. Fahrenheit 451, which we said we hope it isn't because we already read that for book club recently. Uh, Animal Farm was one. Uh, I feel like all those other like like George Orwell type books or whatever, like I don't know, like whatever. Mm -hmm. But that that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So any of them that we read or that we listed and saw on the scroll of the books, we're all like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. As long as it's not Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. But other than that, I mean. We're, we're ready and we're excited for yes. sure. We can't okay. wait. And so, just to, to like um, basically let everybody know that we are going to take some time and read the book, obviously, after you give it to us. And then we are going to have another one of these episodes with you when you come on and we discuss it <clears> together. Um, probably another short episode rather than a full long one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll be an off week or whatever. Unless we have a whole shit ton of things. Unless we have a whole shit ton to say. Exactly. Yes. Correct. So yes. go, go ahead, Sim. Uh, okay. Let us have it. So, <laughs> well, not, not yet. Cause I got a couple more things to tease for it. This book was, <laughs> book was released in 1969. This okay. author, highly well-known, and this is often considered to be their masterpiece. It's been selected by the modern library as one of the top 100 novels of all time. And mm-hmm. even though Time Magazine generally sucks, they have placed this book in their top 100 list of English language books since 1923. Uh, this book is Wait, frequently, what? Time Magazine has a list of books since w- 1923 written in the English language. Oh, and this is in the top never 100. Mind. I got it. So you said 1969 okay. and then you went back to 23. And you know what? A second teaser I didn't even think of it is that, that jumping around in time is applicable for this book as well. Um, Ooh, this book, that was one of the other ones. It is not that. Um, this book <laughs> is the, it's uh, 67th entry on the most frequently challenged books of 90 to 99. And in 1972, uh, this book was banned from Rochester Community Schools 
in Ooh, Michigan, yes. where the judge the judge decried the book as quote depraved, immoral, psychotic, vulgar, and anti-Christian. Oh, this sounds amazing, and I'm super excited to read it. <laughs> okay, and have file you, teaser. Have you ever heard of it? I'm sure we've heard of it. Oh, I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, I, I own three copies of this book, not necessarily intentionally. I've just accumulated them over the years. One of them stays in my car at all times, just in case. I somehow get snowed in somewhere and my and phone's dead. You need to throw and a need... book at somebody? There you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, wish wait, I... Wait, mm. would this be on your favorite books list if you didn't want to give it away already? It is on my favorite books list, yeah. But okay. yeah, okay. All right, cool. Sorry, so the book continue. that you guys are going to read, we're all going to read, is Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt <gasps> Oh, so he did say it. Oh, got you. I... I'm almost certain that I read this a long time ago or I started it and never finished it, but I can't, I honestly can't remember. Um, Very much looking forward to actually sitting down and reading it though. This is a thousand percent a book that I had to buy for a class at some point in my life, whether it was college Mm -hmm. or high school, I do not recall. So probably college because I had to buy it and I did not read it. it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So definitely Sarah, if you took, if you guys took AP English, you probably were assigned this. I know I was assigned this in high school. I didn't and, make it to AP English because I didn't like oh, okay. reading the books in regular English. So it's funny. I didn't do so hot. I hated every other subject basically except for English. So that's the only yeah, place I succeeded. Um, <laughs> so they definitely would have probably assigned that to you. Um, it was a book I've long considered to be my favorite book of all time. But then I realized um, spending time with some friends in the past couple weekends ago, I was told a lot of stories about myself from high school that I had no recollection of stories where I was like the main character. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember very little about this book. Um, But the fact that you guys are excited to read it, at least seemingly excited, it really warms my heart. Um, (laughs) Because I I repeatedly told you we are all in on this. Yes, 100%. I love it. 100%. I'm super excited. Well, that's good. And I'm glad. And um, I'm very excited to reread it. I have not read it in probably 15 years or so. Um, and I was just doing some very light Googling just to get our potential cocktail teaser. Mm. <laughs> um, don't, don't get excited when you see the cocktail I'm going to recommend. Um, <laughs> uh, but just like read <laughs> it, like read through. five ingredients? It does not. No, it has okay. two ingredients, none of which are going to be good. Ingredients. Yeah, ingredients yeah. are an issue. Okay. <laughs> Um, but just like read, like kind of very like lightly like rereading. I skipped the synopsis, but like kind of went to the critical reception. Just like, oh, there's a lot of stuff I don't remember about this book that I'm now that is coming back to me. Um, so I'm incredibly excited to read this. And the cocktail will be because I did Google, I did my researching, I Googled Kurt Vonnegut alcohol, and the top <laughs> thing that came up was that every day he would drink a belt of scotch and water. Oh shit. Okay. So I hate scotch. I think it tastes like paint thinner, but I think scotch I is will buy too. a little single thing and drink it with some water. But and also, yeah. What putting, adding water to like, it is going to certainly, yeah, whatever. But yeah, Katie's what right. The, what is what a belt? What does a belt mean? I think a belt is like a like a like a little like glass. when they say fingers like two fingers of like so it's a belt width of like I, you know how oh, when you're like you, pour yeah. me two fingers of scotch yeah. pour me a belt I guess of so yeah I'm I'm thinking probably you don't need to drink that much scotch for doing a short episode but like oh, no, maybe yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you don't understand what we do in this closet over here yeah as we get drunker we get more open and 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 laughing and talking 
laughing. I did say laughing. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't uh, really have too much else to add about it. I mean, there are there is some romance in there, a little bit. I know you guys love your romance. We love the romance. We like it when people bone. Can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly remember if any specific boning happens, but there might be a little but bit it, in there, but if there's something that me and Katie can like yearn for enjoy and like want to people want to bone, like, Hey, why didn't you guys bone? I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I don't think that's the case. Um, So, well, is this no worries. When is it just because I don't remember anything about it is when is it set? Like, what is the setting? Is it sci-fi? Like the, it is definitely there's science fiction. The main part of the story takes place in world war two because Kurt Vonnegut himself was a soldier in World War II who went through a very, the exact experience that our protagonist, Billy Pilgrim, goes through in the early parts of the book. Okay. Um, so I think it's best, I don't know, I'm, I'm very hesitant to give you guys any more info nope, about no, it. Yeah. I, I really, really do. That's enough. Um, but the only thing I would say, because I've been thinking about what to say about this all week, um, is that this is a book for me that has very little to do with the plot itself. It is, and I'm not mansplaining books to you guys are not trying to certainly, but like to me, <laughs> to me, this book is very much about how all these kind of disparate elements that he is writing about all tie to his central theme, which we will talk to when we discuss it. But I realized that, you know, after reading this book, it had a huge influence on me and my mindset, especially when the time that I read it, which is right after, you know, like 9-11, Right. And the Iraq occupation that we went through, all these things for my own disparate elements are all tied together around this too. So I'm, I'm very excited okay. to talk about it. I texted you guys last night. If we maybe want to do a longer episode, I do have a potential guest in mind or perhaps second. Is it Kurt Vonnegut? No, it is not. He's, he's, he's been dead for a little while. Oh, I didn't know. Life. I didn't know that. Sorry. Now, sorry, Kurt. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I think he he would be fine with it. I think he he gets it. No, our, right, our, cool. our friend Austin is a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, and he's also gotcha. the one who may be supplying Wait, us with a new theme, theme song. song? Yeah, very he... well may have. Do you want to do you want to play it? Is that so possible? You, you want to play it right now? Yeah. Can we hear it on the on the drop it on the pot on our little pod? Sure, drop it live. Like drop it like okay. it's hot. Give me one second here. Yeah, I can pull it up. It's very mellow. I like you. Well, and as I mentioned, he he had been he had been listening to the show and kind of came up with this guy with this song for you guys. Wait, who's singing? That's him singing. That's him singing. Yeah, he 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 records music as uh, under Rozkol R O Z K O L. So he has like a bunch of music out on Bandcamp. Uh, he does it for fun. It's on Spotify as well. So it's more like industrial ambient stuff, but he does branch out into doing some more folky singer songwriter stuff as well so i love it i'm so excited that we like had i know i know we know austin and um but i think it's really cool that he did this for us and um i can't wait to add him to our 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 credits (laughs) yeah add him to the to be red pile uh, yes. <laughs> um, so that's amazing. Uh, obviously, yeah, thank him for us, Sim, before before we can. And uh, I guess we should we should wrap this up. And yeah. um, we want to say thank you so much to our producer, Chris Turow. Absolutely. And we are very much looking forward to reading this book and discussing it with you probably in the next couple of weeks, I would assume. Yeah, like, absolutely. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I 
love having a reason to buy a book. So. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. same, same. Like that, yeah, yeah, and like I. I did say too that like I was going to pick books that should be pretty easy to rent from the library and like this is one not only could you find it at the library but you I'm sure you could find it for free almost anywhere because it's been around for a long time so even if you went to like I don't don't appreciate the not buying the book so (laughs) Katie and I have have made it a habit of buying the books that we do for the podcast so we can like make notes and highlight what we want to highlight and all that shit yeah and this one's like pretty small it's like a little like you could put it in your back pocket for the most part like it all right, cool. Like a little pocket constitution like they <laughs> Imagine if like the senators were carrying Slaughterhouse-Five in their back pocket or something. Yeah, anyway. I think our world would be a lot better if they did. But. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, <laughs> once again, Sim, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, uh, happy to be here. Looking forward to talking with you next time about Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. To take this out of our to-be-read pile. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Okay, bye. To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrell. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. True. Are you watching you in the changing room? Oh, okay. You just, oh, sweet. Okay. I just started recording. Yeah. So. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I guess we'll just start like we normally do, right? Yeah. How do we normally start? Because I fuck that up all the time. Okay, we'll just sit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just go. Ready? Yeah.